0: Hello, it's Danny howe back once again for yet another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. We're rolled all the way through to the Fourth of July here, and uh, haven't uh, uh, taken the time to speak to you all and uh, gosh, about a month. So uh, I've missed you, and uh, sure glad to uh, to have you listening again. And once again, you know we appreciate uh, all the folks who uh, seem to have. Uh, dialed in in one form or another from all around the world, again, many probably just by happenstance, and uh, maybe got a little curious when they did figure out what in the heck this podcast is all about, because it doesn't sound like it's very normal to people who don't come from an abnormal place like southern Indiana, as the world existed where I grew up, in small town life in the uh, 1960s. So, uh, you know, in fact, I was just noticing that um, the high school population has dropped by about 60% from the time I was in high school in Mitchell, Indiana, and it wasn't that big a place then. Right now, it's uh, shoot, it's dropped from about 1,200 down to maybe 400-some-odd kids, and uh, the average uh, student-teacher ratio, as I said on Wikipedia, whatever, I guess, is 14 to 1. and. That makes it a lot more difficult to hide out in class when there's just a few of you, and uh, so it really would put a lot of social pressure on kids who are trying to, as we do throughout our entire lives, if we can in Southern Indiana, avoid standing out and drawing attention to yourself. And so that sort of theme actually made me think that it might be a good time to talk a little bit about uh, uh, personal grooming. Uh, because, again, there's a basic philosophy that we're pursuing behind a lot of these things. And with personal grooming, a lot of it does have to do with not standing out, not drawing attention to yourself, and making do with what, uh, you know, what's available there in a, a world of limited resources. So there's a general theme would be to eschew ostentation. And, and I've had to neither use the word nor astute nor ostentation in a regular conversation while you're growing up out there but at any rate um, not so much in terms of really jewelry or even things like tattoos uh, because again one has to stop and read your tattoo and and they would be looking at you while they're reading your tattoo which would make many folks where i grew up with intensely uncomfortable if you did have a tattoo it would better that it be a picture rather than a message Or if it was a message, it ought to just be maybe one word like mother, Uh, and rather than a whole sentence that you have to have somebody stop and try to decipher and maybe even ask you to change your position so that the letters that were scrunched up might be able to be spread apart and read more easily. You don't want any of that stuff. Um, Now, another helpful thing with respect to personal grooming in terms of one's approach to it would be to embrace your expanding girth as you age. Uh, There's really not a lot lot of, you know, health clubs and workout places in in southern indiana where i grew up nor is there a whole lot in terms of dining options i mean if you're going to eat um the cuisine then it's going to be fairly high carb uh it's just part of the the way of life if it's not breaded and deep fried out there it's really not worth fooling with um and that's something that I've struggled with uh, over the course of my life, even after I left Southern Indiana and wasn't around people who sort of demanded that, that be the, uh, the meal of the day uh, and of the year and of your life. Um, now, there were certain enhancements that were available. Um, for instance, hair gel, um, which would be primarily the product Brill Cream uh, when I grew up. Uh, the whole notion was that it, dry hair that would be scruffy looking, might cause you to lose out on your only chance of romance and a happy life. Uh, At least that's how the Brill Cream ads portrayed it. Now, the problem with the ads, though, was they did make folks uh, fairly nervous because the Brill Cream jingle, uh, which, of course, involved the the slogan, a little dab will do you. The notion is you're not supposed to put, like, half a jar in your hair at any given time. Um, Also had something about how Women would want to run their fingers through your hair. Now, that's not something that we were trying to encourage at all. Uh, Just really, the notion of keeping hair in place had to do with having people not pay any attention to it, not see it and think it looked good. Um, So, you know, there was some conflict there. Now, uh, this is a product I remember fondly, mustache wax. At the point where I was able to grow a mustache, the whole notion was, well... If you grow it big enough, you can train it to go in different designs, and so that little form of ostentation actually was kind of something that you could get away with. I mean, if your if your mustache was doing silly things, people were looking at your mustache. They weren't really looking at you or making a whole lot of associations about it. You know, maybe you were just uh, uh, that was maybe maybe you were of a particular religion that required you to do that. You know, that's always possible. Now, you know, in the summer. Um, now of course we didn't, you know, we we, we still stayed fully attired in the summer because you didn't again, you didn't want to call people's attention to looking at you by wearing fewer clothes if you were a man especially or really anybody's I recall growing up there, but um, we did go barefoot uh, if you could get away with it. You tried to not wear shoes or socks for most of the summer. Now one of the difficulties being in a country area like that was that the country roads are tarred blacktop. And the tar in the roads melts when they get really hot, and so if you're running around on the road and you're barefoot, well, first of all, you have to run pretty fast because if you stop, then there's a good chance that your skin might be seared off and permanently attached to the road top. Um, so, in addition to that, though, it's hard not to pick up a bits and pieces of that tar on the bottoms of your feet while you're running around. So, if you're going to go from the outer, you know, the outdoor area to say someone's house or what have you and then etiquette would require that you find something to scrape that tar off with uh, from your feet before you enter unless you track tar onto someone's uh, flooring Um, and you know, that would be, maybe a hard, you know, sort of, I mean, there's a special implement maybe that they would have sold. have to check, you know, Amazon has everything these days. They probably have a special implement for scraping tar off the bottom of your feet. It's worth checking out. It would have been a big help for us uh, back in the day. Now, another thing that, uh, you know, was sort of a guiding principle was that daily bathing was optional. Uh, and first of all, bathing might require a fair amount of work because not a, not all of us really had a full panoply of indoor plumbing, and so you might be talking about spending a substantial amount of time filling a large corrugated steel tub with hot water, and so that might need, not be something that you would really want to want to do all that all that much. Now, uh, other aspects of uh, uh, of just sort of the approach to grooming. Uh, would involved uh, really kind of timing of things, you know? If you'd gotten all cleaned up and you were ready to go out or go to school or what have you, then you wanna make sure you'd already done your farm chores. Uh, I had a fella in school who I think the last thing he did before he got on the school bus in high school was um, slop the hogs. And if you're not familiar with the whole notion of slopping, first of all, slop, the pigs eat a, a, a basically a liquid garbage which is cooked in a, in a cooker and it's slopped it's in a bucket of it sort of poured out into a wooden trough and it kind of splashes everywhere but it smells quite bad and that smell will follow you uh, a lot longer than the pig would even if it was a pet um, and uh, so you know this fella or we were recalled you know it was good to not have conversations with him very much until later in the day when things had had a chance to, uh, to, uh, dissipate. Um, and there was, you know, the, I guess the notion too, that you didn't necessarily want to be laundering your clothes all the time. So, you know, there would be the, the smell test for some of your clothes to see if it was in fact okay to wear them again. Um, and, uh, uh, in fact, that's not just a country thing. The college students seem to have that issue as well. But at any rate, uh, you know, this had to do in part with the difficulties of doing laundry in the first place. Uh, because in the day, um, we've talked about the notion of the whole wringer washers. I mean, that was a lot of work to, you know, to launder clothes like that and then hang them up uh, on a clothesline to dry. Which of course require that there be dry weather, and also that uh, you know that the the clothes be taken down promptly, lest the birds you know do some sort of a dive bomb attack uh, and uh, strike them with their droppings. So these are all sorts of things that you know you could make up a whole book of this sort of thing. You know, that, that how to how to dress and uh, regale yourself properly from a fashion standpoint, which would be obviously again try to avoid high fashion in general. Um, not only is it not affordable, and again, it causes people to look at you and you don't want that. Um, in fact, one of the things about that approach made haircuts a whole lot easier. You didn't need to tell a barber or a hairstylist, we didn't have hairstylists, but if we did, you didn't have to tell them how you wanted your haircut. They already knew you wanted it cut exactly the way everybody else's hair was cut. And, um, And you did not have to worry about things like, you know, hair replacement uh, or or what have you as you started to lose hair if you were a man as you got older. Because first of all, there was, of course, the comb-over. But then you'd more likely than not be wearing a hat uh, outside, uh, you know, a, a cap with the name of some major farm implement manufacturer on it, that kind of thing. And so that wouldn't really be an issue so much anyway. Altogether, you know we all were challenged in this area i think and uh you know some of us more than others but we were at least all together in our struggles with it as we were with all the many other things that we talk about that pose extra challenges for folks from where i grew up that might not be as difficult to surmount um in other worlds and other ways and cultures and whatnot uh, as always, it's been really good talking to you. I wish you a, a wonderful summer as you're working through your way uh, uh, toward uh, uh, getting through the hottest part here, uh, which seems to get hotter and hotter, of course, uh, as we uh, move along the uh, the, pr- the progress of global warming. but uh, uh, it's 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 comforting at least to know that there is a, uh, a unity of sameness that one can retreat through, retreat through. That's sort of the thing that, uh, that, uh, gives you strength. So good luck. Uh, always thinking, uh, the best for everybody and, uh, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.